Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. Another great name for the not to-do list is the stuff that always ends up at the bottom of your normal to-do list, the stuff you avoid and dread until you absolutely have to take action. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 328. We live in a world where feeling a yearning to always take action and implement in an Excel is totally normal. In the technology age with social media at our fingertips, to-do lists taking over the notes app in our phones, and emails dinging at us all day long, it's easy to take on the go, go, go mentality and think that the only way to stay afloat is to continue to achieve more, to do more, to be more productive, and to juggle all the things on your own. The hustle culture is everywhere you turn, and I've certainly got caught up in this beautiful storm from time to time. You know what I'm talking about, the constantly wanting to take fast action and continuing to spin my wheels, but I've also spoken a lot about how this new season of motherhood has encouraged me and maybe even forced me in a way to slow down, to be hyper aware of where I'm spending my energy, and to reprioritize what time management means to me. When I was pregnant, I felt like a clock started ticking, counting down the days until one of my biggest dreams would be my reality. I also felt this obsession to use each month as an opportunity to craft a life that was conducive to the kind of mother I wanted to be and the sort of entrepreneur I knew I was capable of becoming. I started outsourcing more and more to be able to prepare for my time off during my maternity leave, and I created systems in my business to run smoothly whether or not I was online. Actually, I recorded an entire episode about outsourcing 
reinforcing with a little more of my backstory of how I made my first hire and why I'm continuing to grow my team. So if you missed it, just head to jennacutcherblog.com slash outsource to find the links to listen on your favorite podcast platform. Now, outsourcing is something that I had to plan for and to be really strategic and intentional about. And while I was excited to free up my time and to get things off my plate, it's equally hard to hand over processes that I essentially started from the ground up, like pieces of my business that I felt like I had birthed. I mean, I was a solopreneur for a solid six years before anyone else came aboard. And so it's hard to admit, but as much as I adore and trust and feel lifted up by this team I've built, I bet you can relate to the inner gut tug that says handing off tasks and projects to others is a way of stepping away and losing control of your business. It's like this little voice is telling you that giving over the reins means there's a chance that things could get all messed up or fail or somehow spontaneously combust. It's this whisper of insecurity telling you to not relinquish control. Anyone else deal with that? I know it's kind of absurd when you think about it because there is absolutely no successful business, small or large, that didn't grow and achieve wonderful things without several people collaborating to make it the best it could be, right? I mean, I cannot stress this enough. I would not be where I am today without the help of others working within the realms of their natural gifts and talents, supporting me and upholding me. I'm talking about Drew and my team and my support system of close friends and family because they all show up with their unique capabilities and strengths and I get to sit back and execute my own instead of spending time doing the things I am really not all that great at or simply don't want to be doing. It's what I call my not-to-do list, these responsibilities that I end up dreading or avoiding. I've learned to outsource and rely on others to work their magic on those tasks or I completely just say no to them. Seriously, like when I was a photographer, I found myself dreading shoots on Sundays. Drew was working full time Monday through Friday at the time, and I wanted to be able to spend just one day a week with him. I always dreaded Sunday shoots for that reason. So eventually I blacked out all of my Sundays on my schedule in order to create a hard and fast boundary to protect that time together. When you start a business and you begin your journey as an entrepreneur, there's pretty much one non-negotiable. You're going to be handling all the things on your own, at least for most of us at first. You'll be the social media person, the copywriter, the designer, and the salesperson. You wear all the hats, unless you maybe get help here or there putting together your website or building your branding material. But generally speaking, starting a business means you're doing everything to get it off the ground. The ongoing daily tasks of running a business, they all fall on you. You put in the sweat, the hard hours, the hard work, the hustle. You grow and scale and take on more clients or customers. And eventually, after months of digging in and pushing hard, you might just realize there's a wall ahead of you and you're barreling full speed ahead straight on into it. This was me six years in. This is the overwhelm of entrepreneurship that we all face at some point. You reach a point of growth that you no longer have enough hours in the workday to tackle everything and to do it all well. So you start working longer hours, or maybe you're unable to finish as many projects as you'd like because there's just a lack of time and resources, even when you're pushing yourself. You're missing out on opportunities for collaborations and major growth because you simply are struggling to balance the day-to-day operations and maintaining your business. Or maybe you're just plain and simple tired. You've been grinding it out for a few years and you've experienced solid acceleration within your business, but you've been running the show solo and you cannot see how you can do it all on your own for another year, let alone 30. Or maybe like me, life knocks you to your knees and you realize that the dream business you've built stops the minute you stop. 
That was me after we had our first miscarriage. Hi, hello. Welcome to Burnout Central. If you're not there already, you're probably about to reach it rather soon. This is where your not to-do list is going to come in very handy. Let me tell you. But first, what even is a not to-do list? Why is it important? And how can you make one of your own? Well, today we're diving into all of that, as well as how to decipher your genius spots and recognize that hiring or creating hard boundaries can not only save you money in the long run, but actually earn you even more income down the line. Even though you might have a preconceived notion that hiring or saying no to things will just be money out the door. I'm going to flip that on its head and get you back to your life. I'm also going to get into my number one goal for this year after I had a baby, which was to replace myself in every aspect of my business and how doing that has allowed me to claim freedom and to keep growing. When it comes to the hustle and bustle of entrepreneurship life, it can feel like the right thing is to grind out the long hours and to learn how to master all the aspects of your business. But let me be the first to encourage you to ask for and to accept the help of those who strengths are one in the same as your weaknesses. And also that saying no to things that you dislike or that drain you can actually be a really good thing. When you can open your mind to the possibility of accepting help and drawing boundaries where you truly need them, you'll be freed up to work within your area of genius and focus on the big picture trajectory of your business rather than the minuscule and often tedious details that don't actually move the needle whatsoever. Let's dive on in. Thanks to The Real Real for supporting Gold Digger. The Real Real is an online and brick and mortar marketplace for authenticated luxury consignment for clothes, fine jewelry, watches, fine art, and home decor. Head to their website, app, or retail store and sign up for an account to receive $25 off your first purchase within one week. Additionally, get 20% off select items either online or in-store by going to therealreal.com and using the promo code REAL. What is your next big idea? I know you already have the ingredients to take what you know and turn it into the life and the business that you love. So let's figure out exactly what that looks like. Take the bank on your genius quiz at jennacutcher.com slash bizquiz. When I talk about a not to-do list, you might picture taking a day off and just relaxing with a Netflix marathon, a bottle of rosé and snacks on the couch. When we hear this notion of not doing things, this idea of relaxation pops to mind, but it's actually not what I mean in this context. Although, hey, if you need a day off, I firmly believe you should try and take it. Like, go get those snacks and Netflix, girl. But when I bring up the idea of a not to-do list, I'm talking about those tasks within your business or your life that A, don't bring you joy when you do them, or B, don't come naturally to you. They stress you out or take a lot longer than they should to either start or complete them. Basically, it's the stuff you always procrastinate and dread doing. Another great name for the not to-do list is the stuff that always ends up at the bottom of your normal to-do list, the stuff you avoid and dread and put off until you absolutely have to take action. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? If you don't, then hear me out as I walk you through a quick exercise. You know, I love a good exercise. And this one's a quickie that will outline exactly what you should and shouldn't be focusing your time and energy on in your business. This is called process mapping. And what I want for you to do is to write down all of the major overarching tasks, projects, and responsibilities within your business. For example, if you're a photographer, it might be something like this. Scheduling shoots and events, taking photos at the shoots, editing photos, blogging, invoicing. These are the big overviews of what it takes to run your business. 
Now, underneath each overarching task, write down all of the smaller subtasks it takes to complete each one. For example, for the task of editing, the subtasks might include uploading the photos to your computer, backing them up to a hard drive, selecting a portion of photos to edit first and send out as a sneak peek, removing photos with blinking or underwear showing, or other stuff your client won't want to see. Editing the remainder of photos, uploading them to USB drive or gallery to deliver to the client. Once you have a master list of all the main tasks and their subtasks all drafted up, I want for you to go through the list and circle every single item that absolutely lights you up. It comes easily and naturally to you. It fills you up with joy to do it. Like, do this part quickly. Don't overthink it. Lean into your intuition right here. Now, odds are there are going to be a few because after all, you hopefully got into your business because you liked doing much of the work that it takes. And those tasks that bring you elation and pure bliss to do, they fall within your genius spot. These are the tasks that you don't procrastinate doing that make you happy when you check them off and you wish you could spend all of your work time focusing on. They are the things that as long as you have the time and energy to devote to them, you should continue showing up for and pouring your heart and energy into. I say as long as you have time and energy because that scale will shift as your business grows and your life changes too. Let me share the evolution of this as a photographer because it might help those of you who are at the early stages of your business. My first wedding season, I shot 25 weddings. I had no help, no employees, no contractors. So I would shoot on a Saturday and then I would edit that wedding from Sunday to Friday. If you catch my drift, I was literally working every single day just to stay caught up. A few years into my business, I bought a ticket from another photographer super last minute to go to a workshop. And the teachers of that workshop were talking about outsourcing their editing. My immediate gut reaction was like, oh my gosh, I could never do that. Like editing is a part of my artistic vision and how could someone else possibly edit the same way I do? And this is a part of my process and I'm going to do it. It actually took me another year to understand that I mm, did need help editing. And instead of making it an all or nothing decision, I wrote down the things I loved doing when it came to editing. I loved doing the sneak peek for the couple. I loved it so much. I would do it at midnight on their wedding night. So before their dance even ended, they had an image from me. I also loved calling the wedding or going through and picking the best shots for their gallery. I also loved editing the photos that would go up in their blog preview, like a hundred total images that told the story of their day. But after that, kind of loathed the rest. The family portraits, the cocktail hour images, like that stuff, it just simply wasn't my favorite. So instead of muscling through it or doing it half-heartedly, I found a local editor who could edit the same way I did. In fact, she matched the preview that I myself would edit so that everything looked cohesive and beautiful. And the best part was she loved editing and paying her. It got me about 10 to 20 hours back per week 10 to 20 hours. And it only cost me a few hundred dollars. Like I was so hesitant to pay someone to do something because I knew I could do it, that I ran the numbers. And in the amount of hours that I was able to get back and save, if I did just one extra photo shoot per month, it would cover the cost of hiring an editor. In fact, if I just raised my prices $100, $200, it would pay her and I wouldn't even have to shoot more. Kind of crazy, right? 
Now, this was the first big shift in learning the power of claiming back time in exchange for money. Also, how freeing it felt to get the right help in place for the things I didn't quite love so that I could put more of my energy into the things that I did love. And spoiler alert, over the five years of shooting and having an outsourced editor, not a single client commented or noticed or cared. We have this desire to feel desired. Like we want to believe we are so important. And I think it's beautiful, right? Like we are important. But a lot of times the things that we put pressure on ourselves to do and to perform and to complete are the things that we hate doing. And in the end, usually our clients, they don't really care exactly how the end result gets to them. They just want a good end result. And if we're muscling through things, empowering through things that we hate to do, we're actually doing a disservice to our clients, but also to our clocks. Like we're spending hours of our days dreading things. And if I know anything about you, you did not have this dream to dread it, right? I think the biggest thing holding people back from asking for help is the fact that you don't actually know how much an hour of your time is worth, whether it's a true monetary value or just priceless, like being with who you love. Like I know that an hour of my time is worth a lot of money. But even in those earlier days as a photographer, I knew my time was worth $100 per hour when I was shooting and about $50 per hour when I was working. And so when you know that and you run the numbers of paying someone else to help, it can be a no brainer because what you can do or make in an hour when someone else is doing what you hate, man, like you're straight up making money. Now, your not-to-do list will ebb and flow and change with the seasons of life. And so while that example is from my early days, I am still practicing this notion years later as my life and my business has changed. Like I said at the top of the show, I had to reconfigure and bring in more help for my business once I entered this season of pregnancy, knowing that I'd want to devote much of my time to motherhood once Conley arrived. I did a lot of radical things going into motherhood. So since I just gave an example from years back, let me explain how my not to do list works these days, because I'm about to give you some tangible advice on outsourcing and hiring and all that jazz that you need to simply start with this process. But I want for you to really see how this notion has changed my life in really big ways. Going into this year, I blacked out my entire calendar. Like I literally had zero launches, zero speaking gigs, zero appearances, zero anything. I freed up my entire calendar for the entire year because frankly, I had no clue how motherhood would feel, what I'd want to do and when I'd feel comfortable to travel and so on. And so maybe you're thinking I'm crazy. But I want to tell you that my not to do list looked a lot like not boxing myself in and giving myself the space and freedom to find my new norm. Now, before you think I sat on my butt all year, I've actually had my biggest year as an entrepreneur by a landslide. And I honestly think it's because everywhere you see me showing up this year is because it was a clear hell yes when it was presented to me. I wasn't locked into a single thing and I was able to make decisions closer to the date and it gave me the freedom to say no. Like I said no a lot, but it also gave me the freedom and bandwidth to say yes when things were a right fit. This year has been a total year of passion for me because anywhere you've seen me show up, it's because I want to be there, not because I have to be there. 
Let's pause here for a quick message about your future. Yeah, I know something about your future and I want for you to open your eyes up to it too. The people you long to serve, the world you want to change, the dream life you want to start living ASAP starts with something so simple, a great idea. It's time for you to find yours and you've already got the ingredients for it. Start here. I crafted the Bank on Your Genius quiz to help you take what you already know and build a life and a business that you love. Knowledge is a new currency. So find out if you have what it takes to take your genius all the way to the bank. All you need is just a few minutes and a let's see what happens kind of attitude. Check and check. You're ready to begin. Take the Bank on Your Genius quiz at jennacutcher.com slash bizquiz. That's jennacutcher.com slash B-I-Z-Q-U-I-Z. If you're shopping for a treat yourself gift, maybe that luxury leather tote bag you've been eyeing for a while, stop what you're doing and go take a peek at The Real Real. The Real Real is the leading reseller of authenticated luxury consignment. At The Real Real, you can shop and consign luxury clothing for men and women, accessories, handbags, home decor, fine art, and more with new arrivals coming in daily. Find items up to 90% off their retail from top brands like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Rolex, Cartier, you name it, it's there. Every item undergoes their rigorous authentication process, so you're not spending money on something that turns out to be a knockoff. You can also visit one of their stores in person in West Hollywood, LA, the newest NYC location at 870 Madison Ave, and the original NYC store in Soho. I'm always carrying around a diaper bag these days, but I wanted to peek at the cute date night bags at The Real Real. I was super surprised to see the range of Louis Vuitton bags for under retail prices, not to mention a gorgeous Chanel wallet for $700 under retail. I don't normally get super excited about designer handbags, but I love a bargain and shopping the real real is a sustainable way to do luxury. That I can get behind. Go to their website app or retail store and sign up for an account to receive $25 off your first purchase within one week. Additionally, get 20% off select items either online or in store by going to therealreal.com and using the promo code real. That's $25 off when you sign up and an extra 20% off select items with the code real at therealreal.com or by visiting their retail stores. We also took on extra help in little ways around our house to make sure our time together as a family was quality time. We're so fortunate to be able to have things like a food delivery service. Like we love HelloFresh and Daily Harvest and we hired a house cleaner for the first time, having help with our landscaping. Like we just started outsourcing in so many different ways. And I learned that when I get really clear about where my passion and my purpose intersect, whether it's in life or business, and I focus myself in those places, everything is better. I'm a better mom. I'm a better wife. I'm a better businesswoman. I'm a better boss. I mean, I drive Drew crazy because at this stage of the game, I would pretty much pay anyone any amount of money to get the things I hate off my plate, whether it's scrubbing the toilet or planting new shrubs. Because in my head, if I can take that saved time and focus it in on my business, I can easily earn the money that I need in order to pay someone to do what they love. And it's a total win-win for everyone. So going into this year, I was ready to be a little more radical and really laser focus my energy in the right places. I got clear on what I wanted. I wanted time, freedom, travels, and I set boundaries in place to help me stick to saying no, even when things felt enticing or shiny. For me, it had to be an all or nothing because I am a people pleaser to my core. This year brought on the biggest change and it was made possible by the fact that I've grown comfortable with hiring and letting go of things over the years. 
I had a desire to pivot and take on a more visionary role rather than being the actual person executing the daily tasks in my business, which I'll get into in a bit. But within your list of genius spots, it might help you to rank them in order of how much you absolutely adore doing them to the ones you'd eventually be okay with handing off to someone you trust when there comes a time or a season that you need more flexibility in how you're showing up for your business. You might not be quite to the point yet where you need to delegate a large portion of your business out to others, but when you do get there, because I believe you will, having this clarity about what you're willing to relinquish control of will be an absolute godsend as you make important important decisions to expand your team. Okay, now back to the list. Take a look at the items that are left without a circle, okay? So you've circled the things that fire you up, that excite you, that you're passionate about. Now look at the things that do not have a circle. Maybe it's literally everything having to do with billing and accounting. It might be writing and scheduling your social posts, or maybe it's just a specific social platform that you don't totally love, like Pinterest or Facebook. You might not enjoy the more administrative type stuff like organizing your files, keeping records structured, or planning your calendar. Whatever those uncircled tasks might be, they are likely a part of your not to-do list. And guess what? The way you feel about your genius spot tasks, the feeling they give you that sense of purpose and elation they bring out when you work on them, someone else out there feels the exact same way about your not to-do list items. Someone has the God-given gift to look at numbers and organize them with ease or to craft captivating social captions, to know the exact and best and most strategic hashtags to use on every post. Someone can respond to the emails that normally stress you out with grace and finesse and in half the time it normally takes you. And some of those things might just need more boundaries in place to feel doable. Like maybe you're cool with posting on social media, but you need a boundary that says you're off your phone by 6 p.m. That way you can spend time with your family every evening and stop feeling stressed about responding to DMs or getting a post up late into the night. Maybe you just need to be more intentional about where your focus is too. One of my friends is a copywriter and she recently got this huge shiny offer to do a giant project from a major name in the online space, but it would have taken a majority of her time and energy to work on that project when she's actively trying to scale her own business. I reminded her very gently that she has been trying to maintain that her business has got to come first. And by taking that shiny opportunity, it would go against that goal of creating her own success under her name, not somebody else's. This is why we need not to do list, friends. What are the things that you are agreeing to that you essentially end up dreading or the things that you're half in on because you feel like maybe it wasn't the right fit, but you said yes. Pay attention to what your gut is telling you. One of the biggest lessons I've learned lately is that our intuition is so strong. And a lot of times as women, we start to second guess it. We think there are systems for this. There is a blueprint. There is a step-by-step process that we need to follow. And we forget to listen to our intuition. I sat at tables this year with some of the most brilliant businessmen in the entire world, and I realized that there is a gift that we women have that we need to turn the switch onto, and that's our intuition. You need to start paying attention to your gut and what it is telling you and start opening up your hands and asking for help. We as women get so wrapped up in our ego, we hate asking for help. I was just having a conversation about this with two fellow moms about how we're capable and we can do all the things and we juggle all the things. And then we start to feel resentment because we're doing it all on our own. And so I challenge you today, 
what is going to go on your not to do list? Your not to do list is about creating hard and fast rules so you feel okay with saying no to offers that might be tempting, but that would ultimately take away from your focus. Isn't that just the most freeing thing to think about? That's why I think it is so utterly important and arguably necessary for the success of your business to hand over your not to do list to someone else or to start setting up more structure for you to feel free to say no when things aren't the best fit right now. Determining my not-to-do list and entrusting those tasks and responsibilities to women whose strengths fill in where I have weaknesses has absolutely changed the trajectory of my business. And taking it one step further, allowing myself the freedom to say no or create boundaries with the things that I dread or that drain me is actually life-giving. It's given me time and flexibility to be with my family during this tender and beautiful time. It's allowed me the space to brainstorm and dream up enormous new plans and ideas for my business. It's freed up my schedule to be able to connect and partner with other entrepreneurs in this space. It's honestly allowed my business to advance and thrive in new ways that I never would have imagined possible. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should be the one doing it, okay? Don't forget that. It's kind of funny because so many of us are taught to work on our weaknesses and to try to improve them. But when you just release them, when you hand them over to those who naturally excel in those spaces, it's like this synergy happens and you can finally stop spending time trying to do all things better and start spending time enjoying the things that light you up, that you love the most and being really damn good at them. Gold diggers, I hope this gives you permission to say no and understand that no is not a negative. Every single year, I write a not to-do list. This year, it was titled Things I Hate Doing, and it was just small tasks that I could easily create boundaries around, which felt so empowering to me as a woman, a CEO, and a mom. I hope today you leave feeling inspired and excited. I want to know what is something on your not to-do list. Hop on over to Instagram at Gold Digger Podcast and let us know. And thank you so much for hitting play on another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. Until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. 